Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Katie Couric. I'm Bozma St. John. I'm an award-winning journalist. And I'm a trailblazing marketing executive. And we sound kind of full of ourselves, but together we're hosting a brand new podcast. To help us look beyond our pandemic present. It's called Back to Biz. With Katie and Bose. Each week we'll interview the leaders and big thinkers in industries from tech and education. To fashion and pop culture. To find out how they're adjusting to this new way of life. Listen to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your favorite shows. Open your hearts, loosen your butts, it's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text, sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it It's Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. And we are a real-life couple, a real-life couple of comedians. And on this show, we take the best sets from our live show, Couples Therapy, where we have comics who are close, do sets together about their relationship and bring them to you. Sometimes, though, we have people in the studio to give advice. And sometimes those people are... Artistic heroes of ours, <laughs> Naomi, who is our guest today? Our guest today is Josh Thomas, actor, writer, comedian, creator of the show Please Like Me, which we both love, and the creator of the brand new coming out January 16th show, Everything's Gonna Be Okay. I'm extremely psyched. I'm not saying that in a Hollywood way, like uh, I gotta promote it. 
I'm saying it because I love Josh deeply with my heart. I love Please Like Me deeply. It was one of our couple shows. I think it is so, it is just literally one of the best shows. It's where we first learned of Hannah Gadsby. It's like literally great, great show. He's so great. And what's our pantheon, Naomi? Catastrophe, Please, Please Like, like me. me, Getting On, yep. and Damned, two Joe Brand shows from Britain. And uh, Baskets? Yeah, I think is that our pantheon. Is, it might be our pantheon. So, you guys, you're about to hear an interview and relationship questions with Josh Thomas, and you just have to know that our energy was thirsty. Okay, we were a little anxious. <laughs> I mean, we I know. In, I hold was... on. Also, we walked into the studio today, and here at the studio was Will Ferrell, Kevin Pollock, <laughs> Lorraine Newman, and that, and ten thousand dogs. And we walk in with Mabel, and it's just chaos. <laughs> and also, like, oh, uh, people we're fans of. And then we're having someone in who means whose work means so much to us. And we are we are it's like a desert in our hearts. We are so fucking thirsty for everyone's like, approval. It was like very insane. And I was like, because like I've always thought, okay, Josh Thomas and I will be great friends. But I will say this, we were worried. I were like, will we connect? Will Josh like us? I I have to say this. Josh is one of the nicest dudes. He was super nice. He was like really cool. I think because the please like me character he plays is obviously like younger and more self-conscious i thought we would like bond as two like uncomfortable people but he has a healthy self-esteem and i was like wow okay like you're an adult you've got your ish together <laughs> but anyway you guys before we get into this wonderful conversation where we were thirsty we got to plug some stuff you guys in 12 days we will be at the bell house in new york city bringing you couples therapy sunday december 29th at 7 30 p.m we are putting together a dope ass lineup we got joe firestone we got larry owens and some other great new york people who we love and you should definitely come to that show after that back in la baby January 9th, we will be here at the Virgil as we always are. And our lineup is great. It includes John Gabris from mm -hmm. Raised by TV and the High and Mighty Podcast and mm -hmm. UCB and everything else. And Demi. Adjagawebe. From Punch Up the Jam podcast. I mean, not anymore, but many other things. Many <laughs> online shenanigans. Yes, many online. He's a, he's a content creator. Yes. And then we are in San Francisco on the 17th of January for Sketchfest. Unbelievable lineup. Most of the kids in the hall are on the show. I can't believe it. Uh, the guys from Hello from the Magic Tavern are on the show. That's going to be fantastic. If you want to get tickets to any of these, go to CouplesTherapyPod.com and click on See Us Live. And while you are there, you can sign up for our Patreon where you get two bonus episodes a month. Just me and Andy sitting with the cats and Mabel telling our truth. $5 less than the cost of mozzarella sticks, as you know. That is our <laughs> litmus test. And you can also sign up for our mailing list. That lets us know who's into the show and where you live so that we can come there and do shows. Sign up. You will not get spammed, and it'll really help us out. Yeah, we send them out every once in a while. So let's just If we're leaving Los Angeles, yeah, you know, where are we going? What are the lineups? <laughs> Maybe you'd like to know. Uh, I think, is that about it? Yeah, that's about it. Um, and just one more thing, you know, we're sitting down talking to Josh Thomas because he is out in these streets plugging his new show. Everything's going to be okay on Freeform January 16th. So, you know, mark your cows, get into it. Now get ready for this episode. Roll it. Josh, where, what are you feeling? Where's, where are you inside today? Yeah, where are you at emotionally as you come in this door with a nice coffee? Mm, I like, um... It's like my last press thing of the last couple of, I had like a couple of weeks of press tour. They like, oh, you know, shit me around and I was like quite sick and I'm not sick anymore. And Good. this is my last interview. So I just feel really ready to like, um, 
go to sleep. You're going to say blow it all up. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck you want to know? No, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, probably I'm going to go out and get wasted. <laughs> it's the freeform Christmas party this evening. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Which, you know, whoa. so I'm really looking forward to meeting a lot of people that I've met before uh-huh. and trying to pretend like I remember. Uh-huh. And then getting in trouble. <laughs> and then that's it, really. That's going to require a lot of excitement. The freeform Christmas party. A holiday party in general. To manufacture. You, you yeah, mean from like inside, you, you have to manufacture the excitement there. Yeah. Because you're like, I don't want to be here. I, I like these parties out here mm-hmm. to go for the hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. See what kind of fun hors d'oeuvres there I are. I like love parties. I just don't like being in trouble for not remembering people. Because I feel like the worst <laughs> memory. Like I just went and saw Harry Potter the play, mm-hmm. which is like a big deal, oh, yeah, right? Seeing see that it, play. Yeah. I've seen it before. Oh. <laughs> it's the second time I've seen it. My friend's in the car, so I was like, went to see it again. And it's Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And I walked in and I was like, I can't remember who the cursed child is. <laughs> and then my friend who saw it with me last time was like talking to me about the ending of the play. And I was yeah. like, don't spoil it. And he's like, you've seen it. <laughs> and sometimes people get upset that I don't like remember their name or whatever. And I just think, I just wish, I just don't think it's fair. I am a person, I will introduce myself to somebody 10 times. That's nice. And sometimes though, it's, there's a couple people where it's backfire where they go, yeah, I know, we've met. And I was like, okay, well, see, I was trying to help you out because yeah. perhaps in life, because you can't remember everybody. And especially, I feel like, because we're from New York, we're like, you just are seeing so many humans every damn day. Mm-hmm. You know, whether I've met you or not, your face is in my face. Whereas, like, if I meet you, it's like, do you have a distinctive quality? Do you have an eye patch? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how are you going to stay yes. in front of mine? Are you a Carmen Sandiego villain? Thank you. Like, Be- you need to be coming through. I don't know why I'm the one getting in trouble. Like, you should have been more memorable. That's what I... <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> like, I don't... I- I stand by this. I didn't mean to not remember you. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't my intention. I mean, yeah, now, yeah. let's like, you know, do something to a tap dance and let's see. <laughs> I've spent the majority of my life trying to make myself into an individual uh-huh. so that I am <laughs> memorable. Make myself into an individual. Into an idiosyncratic iconoclast. Yeah, well, you are a manic pixie dream boy. That's what I said. That's, what he, that's the energy he brings into my life. A sense of whimsy. But I don't have I just started chewing ice into the microphone, which I, is like the most... I, sorry, guys, it's my first day I, ever. It was, a, it was your power move. Yeah. I thought it was a power move and I was on board for it. I said, he's going to make us... Li- he's going to hey. make them listen to their chew. All the ASMR heads are going to love it, uh, right? I'm embarrassed. I'm so sorry. No, no. Don't cut that out, is what I say to the editor. What? Don't cut So you're the anti-Dave Coulier. Don't cut that out. Andy, please. Come Not on. Not in front of company. What's Dave Coulier? Thank you. Do you remember the show Full House from the 90s? I, I mean, I know it, but I don't, I've never seen it. Uncle Dave, right? Uncle Dave, is, he would always say, cut it out <laughs> with emotion. Yeah. And that was, you know, the catchphrase. That was just Dave Coulier's catchphrase. It goes back even further than that. So, anyway. What, <laughs> Thank what, you. Do you want to talk about Australian television? I mean, sure. Farscape was filmed there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Josh. I didn't. <laughs> Josh, did Andy already tell you how excited we were to have you? And I think maybe you're sensing the energy of two people who are trying to be cool but don't have it in them naturally. No, you're being cool. All right, cool. I, yeah. Cool I've and noticed, good. Cool. Well, thanks for, yeah, we, thanks for having no, me. You, I mean, look, look, you've limited time here. Los Angeles. I live here now. Well, you live here now? Yeah, we can record this for days. Oh, okay, yeah. perfect. <laughs> let's, just, let's just get the air mattress. Yeah. Okay, so you're here still. So I, I moved here like two years ago, but I've been away and now I'm back. Okay. And that's not the most interesting story I was you'll like, ever give hear. Me more. <laughs> yeah. I was away and now I'm back. And uh, that's just where, this is where I live. <laughs> and how do you like living here? 
Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Honestly, if you knew us, you would know that that we live in that pause. Yeah, we have we have set up shop in that pause. So honestly, safe space. I like uh, hadn't left for like nine months this year because we made this show, and I like really convinced myself I like it, and then I went home, and now I'm back. I'm like a bit like I miss home a little yeah. bit, but in like two weeks. And I'll get like Stockholm syndrome again and be like, isn't LA nice? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a salad. I'm really waiting for that Stockholm syndrome to set in. You just I hate must it? Ha- uh, yeah, I must have like antibodies or had a vaccine. I mean, the thing is, like, everyone always talks about cities, like, the city is the point, but the city isn't the point. It's always like who you're hanging out yes. with, right? Like, yes. I've been to cities that are really wonderful and had a bad time because, like, my boyfriend was being a jerk um, <laughs> or like whatever. So like LA I found really hard and kind of bamboozling. <laughs> I don't really know like, it's just so many strip malls. Like I literally, when I got here, didn't know where yeah. to walk, like where to, what door to go into because it, like the architecture is so foreign. <laughs> like why is there always a car park? And um, <laughs> But then never a place to park. Never a Do place to park. Do you know what I mean? Park. For all of that. And then just all these places. I don't know, like, it, yeah. And... <laughs> But now I have friends here. Whatever. <laughs> okay, you can you can say it. I it's made okay. friends. You made friends. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, I see them, and they're the city now, and now so now I like it, and okay. I like my job, which is like important. But sure, yeah, the yeah. actual city obviously is like. Uh, I mean, it's one of the worst cities in the world. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the maybe it's this and what's the one across the uh, across the Rio? What do you Grand? say? What do you say? The Juarez, <laughs> Los Angeles, and Juarez, Juarez Mexico. Yeah, uh, as the, uh, the the worst. Wait, where is home? Brisbane. I like grew up in Brisbane, but then I moved to Melbourne. Ugh, Melbourne's cool as hell. Melbourne's really nice. It's like nice and cool and good. Is that where you live? Yeah. Man? No, I was in Sydney, which is why I knew when Sydney, I visited yeah. Melbourne, I was like, oh, I should have been here, but Melbourne, I just, yeah. I like, ch- you know, I was just like, oh, Sydney. You know, it's like what I'd heard of and like the I opera house. people. I got to go where the opera house is. <laughs> I go to the opera house. Such an opera head. And did you like the opera house? Did you like our opera house? What did you think I of mean, it? my God, the structure. You yeah. know, the structure. Um, but no, but then I went to Melbourne for like a week when I was there. I was like, oh, this is cool and good. Melbourne's really cool. Yeah. And the people are nice and they make you like really nice tiny coffees. <sighs> a little petite flat white. I got this breakfast hey, burrito. Thank you. <laughs> That's your butt, flat white. Anyway. <laughs> I got this breakfast burrito in Melbourne, and it, like, wasn't bigger than, like, my hand. Yeah. And I was like, just so shocked at the fact that I'd gotten used to your food. Because I got the breakfast burrito, and I was like, excuse me, where's the rest of my burrito? And then I was like, oh, no, this is as big as a meal's supposed to be. <laughs> right, right. This is as big as a meal. It's supposed to be just, like, two eggs and a little bit of bacon, and that's breakfast. It's not meant to be right. heavy. No, no, it's the yeah. size of a uh, a large person's heart. Yeah. yeah. And filled with meth. So that's an American mm, a, ba- a, a full baby size though, but it's so true. Like, wasn't it last time we did last week we did an interview where I was like the whole time I was like, sorry, I'm off. I had a breakfast burrito and I can't <laughs> shake it. Like food is not supposed to feel like that no. in your stomach. And yet I was like, this is bang for your buck. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I did it. You know? But then the feeling was truly heinous. Um, that's but, too big. Everything's too you know when I saw the yeah, two days ago for the first time, as we were doing the screening of cinema, and I saw that um that butter tap. You know the What's tap it? of butter? Oh, where they oh yeah. Pump the yeah. butter into the popcorn. <laughs> Sometimes America just blows my mind. And I think like you can't do it again. Like, like you guys like elected Trump, and I was like, well, that's it. They've really gone and friggin' done it. They've got nothing left in their pockets. And then I turn up and I see a literal tap of butter. 
Do you know this thing at the cinema? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the cinema, actually, when you, guys you are, are just born, comfortable with when this. you're born, you are given a big bladder of liquid of, butter, and yes, that's, yes, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. just starts pumping into your veins right when you're born here in America. Right, so that's what you so need. You know, yeah, it's that's like what you uh, need to survive. <laughs> but see, but there was a time I feel like you would just get your popcorn, and only recently has it become this option of showing you the butter. Because don't you think like when we were kids, like you just got popcorn, it was given to you. I don't know, maybe we were just too small to see it. But it feels like I prefer when the butter tap is hidden from my view and you they just present me with popcorn. I think it's you know a, what I mean? I think it's a legal thing, to be honest. That they have right? to now show you where it's coming from. <laughs> that if they put it on with, uh, they let you put the butter on. That way they're not, no, no movie theaters are legally responsible when you have a heart attack because you have a thing that's like half butter yeah. and just a couple kernels. Oh man, it really like, it made me quiet for like 10 minutes. <laughs> so are you, you live here now, but are you disgusted by America on are a you daily living basis? Well, I got so used to it, but then every so often you pull something out. <laughs> oh yeah, there's always new depths to plumb here. Yeah. <laughs> what is Brisbane like to grow up there? I don't Brisbane. know anything about it. Yeah, what's the like American equivalent of Brisbane? Just like a like a city that it like is a city, but it's not big and it has nothing interesting about it. <laughs> so it's boring. It's just like is that why you yeah. wanted to move to Melbourne? Because it was just boring. There was nothing to do there. You know, if you're gay, you need to like move to the city with the biggest population because mm -hmm. you've got like such a small amount of people to choose <laughs> yeah. from. The smaller the town you get, the worse your partner is gonna be. The more you're gonna have to compromise <laughs> to find love. So like, you need to move. Like, if you're in Australia, you need to get to Melbourne or Sydney, <laughs> and then at some point you gotta get to LA. Really? And like, the dream is like to get to New York. Like, you need yeah. a really yeah. high dense population. Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna really compromise what you want. <laughs> yeah, I call it like uh, being in an office. Like there's only a couple people you can be attracted to. So there's someone, they may not be that attractive, but you're like, well, I guess I'm going to be attracted to this person because there's no other choice. When you're in an office. Oh, see, I didn't even realize you were trying to be attracted to people at work. I'm just, just like, it's just boring. Like when you have a day job. But like or friends, like, like where you're like, we talk because we're in the same place right now. Mm -hmm. And if I had any other option of someone else to talk to, I'd be like, you're not cool. Mm -hmm. But because they're only, just, right, for that, like there are only 10 people in this office, office you'll be the one. You'll be o the one. Office, also, it's just that you like sit with them all day. So they get like cuter for some reason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, your yeah. brain, your, your mind manufactures either chemicals or <laughs> context to turn them into something attractive. It, it warps. It's like there's a psilocybin something. There's ooh, like something in ooh. your brain. Say science like, words. I, no, I'm just I saying. No, that's like uh, LSD type stuff. Oh. It just warps your reality <laughs> so that you are attracted to this person. Do you know what? Everyone's, so, like, everyone's staring at me. I'm well, just I'm stuttering. Just like, I'm just like, um, you know where I walk? Like, I'm the boss. So I don't want to go on the podcast and admit having crush on, on, like, on like staff members. Have you had like, a, a day job, though, before? I mean, I know you started comedy kind of But young, I agree but. with you 100%. Yeah, I mean, on set, it's like pulp. Like, it's huge. Yeah, and you yeah. always see, like, people just, like, get these crushes. And uh -huh. they usually only last, like, two or three days where these yeah. crushes happen. And you know, if it's like a long shoe, yeah. like after like one day, I'll be looking over at like the 50 year old truck driver and I'll be like, hmm, he's actually got something going on. <laughs> I'm interested in your story. <laughs> like, if you're just stuck there for 12 hours a day, you got like crazy. Have you found love here in America? No, I, I, I don't know. 
So I like uh, my like history with dating has been I got my first boyfriend when I was nineteen, and then I got my next boyfriend straight away. And when I say straight away, there's like a crossover. Okay. So it was two years, two and a half years. I was single for two months, and then I dated oh a boy for five years. Ooh. And then I went straight into like this sort of weird long distance kind of thing for a few years and then that ended like a year ago okay. so I've only been single for this year this is a good year for you yeah this is good is that Do, how do you feel uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, th- I think I like it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't like being in that house all alone. Okay. And it's like, oh, what am I meant to do now? Why is no one complimenting me? And then <laughs> why is like no one in the house complimenting me? Is stupid. <laughs> Dumb way to spend the day. And then, uh, but I feel like it's been a good year for me. It's forced me to like um, learn how to socialize. Yeah, you, you had know? to make friends. You made friends in LA. Yeah, I had to make friends. Yes. Get out there and they'd be like, hey, I like your shoes. <laughs> Good line. Good line. Hey, I like your shoes, Andy. Write it down. No, I do. Ways to connect. I think that's how I do it. I like compliment someone's clothing. Yeah. And I'm like, where'd you get that? Yep. I want to look exactly like you. Yep. And then you you open the door. Well, that was just a natural way. You know what I mean? I said, because I'm wearing a floral bomber. Mm -hmm. And I said, there it is. It's fine. You know what I mean? It's like a little. mm. You don't like it? No, I like it, but it's not, you know, I feel like I rely on it too much. I wear this floral bomber a lot. And I need to diversify. You want to? All right. That's all. So I mean, that's that's, that's been the difficulty. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons why we don't like Los Angeles as much as New York, you know, I would say like 90% of our friends are in New York. Yeah. And he, you know, we made some good friends here, but it's just like they're budding friendships as opposed to uh, the kind of like deeper friendships from, you know, well, that have developed over of... decades. And so yeah. it's just like, yeah, yeah, you have to always like put on a show. Yes. You like always feel yes. like you're like, oh, I've got to be charming again. Yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah, whereas my friends, my friends in Australia are from like when I was 14. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, we don't, I don't have to. Right. Yeah. So just there's like a bit of that. Also, like you like, I find myself making friends with people and then like, then you realize, oh, and not you. <laughs> 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 yes, in a new city a lot, and and I, but I, yeah. What are some of your? Why deal did breakers? you move here? <laughs> oh, well, oh, for work, you know, you know. Why, yeah, right? for like, show business, yeah. more for biz culture, more yeah. writing jobs, more acting jobs for her, Both. more writing jobs for me. So but, yeah, so it's like okay, you know what I mean. But no, let's go back because when you're like when you meet someone and then you find out later, like not you. What are some of the deal breakers? What are some of the things that like take a little bit of hang, a few hangs to realize? Uh oh. This ain't gonna work. <laughs> this girl lost her cat and then she went to the cat psychic. Okay. Okay. It's fair. <laughs> I wouldn't. No. Yeah, that's a thing. That's, that's dumb. <laughs> well, there's so much out here. Like, I th- I'm i trying to figure out. So I think because, yeah, <laughs> a, lot a lot of people, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. this business is so random, I think a lot of people jump into new agey stuff very quickly because. The truth is that it is a uh, sociopathic uh, <laughs> creature mm-hmm. that is uh, just uh, grabs people and uh, chews them. Just like in the uh, Dan Aykroyd film, Nothing But Trouble. Great. From the Great ref. Uh, early 90s. Uh, I've seen a lot of movies. <laughs> oh, this is my everyday. Okay, <laughs> references to the thing. I'm like, I have not seen it. There was a uh, a, 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 a 
roller coaster in the backyard, uh, and uh, at the end of it was a, a bone grinder. So the people would be in the uh, roller coaster, and at the end, it would dump them out into this thing, and they would grind them into uh, bones. This doesn't sound like a comedy. <laughs> this sounds terrifying. Well, yeah, take it up with Dan Aykroyd. This is what Dan Aykroyd, when he, with all the power he had from Ghostbusters, said, "I want to make this film." <laughs> Where I play a judge with a prosthetic nose that looks like a penis. It is disgusting. Uh Sounds good, man. It is. How did you get to this? John Candy. Hold on. John Candy plays two characters. Oh, my God. There are these two uh, giant. This is his last interview. Keep going. Keep going. Finish. I like it. It gave me a chance to choose some more eyes. Los Angeles. Yeah. (laughs) Is like the... Is like the bone grinder, I think it's called, yep. in the backyard. Okay. And it chews everyone up and it spits out their bones <laughs> into a tin uh, bucket. Okay? Andy. And because of that, people here dive into mysticism yeah. like nobody's business. They join a cult. Mm-hmm. They join a weird sex group. <laughs> I mean that sounds good. That's not mysticism. That's just like <laughs> they. That's just they, friction. It's fun. <laughs> so you can't but I mean, like of... weird sex group. Yeah. Okay. Weird sex. Yeah. That's I'm, the I'm that's still... the modifier. It's yeah. not weird sex group. It's weird sex group. Yeah. Okay. Andy, don't kink shame. I uh, <laughs> I really or, struggle with it because um, it makes my skin crawl, and I don't believe in magic. Uh-huh. And I'm like in my sh- my show, my last show, I like talk about it a lot. So when I yeah. I don't like pretending. Yeah. In conversations. But when somebody says my cat's gone missing and I want to go to the cat psychic to find out, you're not allowed to say that's dumb. I <laughs> I, all well, I wanted the whole time I wanted to say was how much was how much was this? Yeah, yeah, how much did you yeah, pay? What did you pay, what did you pay, you pay for a cat psychic? psychic? I'm looking up Dan Aykroyd from Nothing But Trouble <laughs> so you can just see how see the penis nose? grotesque. Andy, did I tell you I love you today? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's now. I should say it on record, on microphone. Here. That's nice. <laughs> No one told me they love me today. I'm gonna come to the house, Josh. Yeah, I mean that's that's genius. Oh my god, he's terrifying. This is the man who also now creates crystal skull vodka. So it's all part of a piece. Look, it has an actual (laughs) urethra. Andy, no. Uh, Okay, Josh. So are you dating? Because you need the house to not be empty. Are you doing any dates? Or is it more like, is it, what's, I mean, are we apping? Are we using the apps? You know I mean, I'm on every app. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on them looking. What are we talking? Scruff, uh, Tinder. Scruff, I just uh, annoying because I paid for it and it's like, oh God, I'm having technical difficulties. I like Scruff better. I, I usually find boys that I like enjoy their personality on Scruff more. Okay. I got Grindr, Tinder, Raya. Oh, Raya. Uh, I got Raya. I mean, well, oh God, what's the point of that? Um, <laughs> You know, I like Raya because, like, twice I've been on dates with boys in L.A. and then realized they live in their car. And <laughs> Raya costs $8 a month. And, like, to me, I'm like, oh, you, actually, someone having $8 is, like, a really good start. Yeah. That's the only real benefit I found of yeah. Raya. Yeah. And, <laughs> Wait, yeah, but I've been on tour for, like, two months. Okay. So, like, the dating is, like, you know, it's not, like... <laughs> not substantial. It's, it's not, not substantial. It's not like I'm to... leaving the town the next day or right. like two days later. So I've been going on dates, but they're not like, um, no, no, we're not going to get married. Right. Yeah. Can we talk about the car situation and mm-hmm. how you found out he lived in the car? Like, was it a like, okay, I'm going to walk back? 
Do you know what I mean? Like I'll walk you to your car and then seeing it, there's like a mattress in the back. Well, like <laughs> what was the dynamic? We just like we like went on a date and uh, both times pretty much the same. We went on a date and then he like was really keen to come back to my house and then we had sex and then he like was really keen to sleep over uh-huh. and then I asked some more questions about his life and then it sort of became clear that he was uh, in quote between houses, which okay. is like weird. Like in Australia, we don't have that, right? So I wasn't really um, expecting it. <laughs> You have, uh, a, you have an actual like, safe, social safety net? Yeah, we have like health insurance <laughs> and we have social security. So you don't usually get people getting you to have sex with them so they have somewhere to sleep for the night. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, but no offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> so, oh my God. That was yeah. a big like... And it happens here a lot. Like young, yeah. like young gay guys that like live in their car and they keep their gym membership. Once my friends... Invited a boy over from Grinder, and my friend's cute. And he was like sitting on the bed, and the boy went to the ensuite bathroom. Was in there for like forty minutes, and he kept hearing the boy go, "Come on, you could do this, you could do this." <laughs> and then the boy came out and just lay on top of the sheets and, and crossed his hands over his chest and closed his eyes and went to sleep. What was what, the thing he could do? <laughs> yeah, what did he need go to go to sleep? I guess. <laughs> Sleep in a person's yeah, it's, house? Yeah, when they bring in an overnight bag, that's when you're kind of like, oh. Oh, I thought he was in the bathroom like he was a shy pooper <laughs> and was talking no. to himself. He was just a guy that lived in his car who just needed someone to sleep for the night. Which oh, was and like he was um, pep talking himself to do it in the to hook up, maybe. Yeah, this yeah. Is couldn't end up hooking up. Yeah, this, yeah. Yeah. You've pooped. decided to live in this country. We don't. Yeah. They don't mean I don't have much of a choice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't, I yeah. don't know what to like. You were doing uh, well at home. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> but it is like it is. I don't know. It's it's interesting the way it changes my attitude towards the apps because I am sort of like all of a sudden wanting to know what people do for a living. Yeah, which is something that's really would ever have bothered me. Yeah, but now I'm like, um, and like I, I feel like uh, in like American movies and stuff, people are like checking like if they've got nice shoes on and stuff. And I'm, I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, you have yeah. to make sure you are not being used by a hobo. Yeah, that's what you would like. Which is like uh, all of a sudden a thing that I have to like look out for. <laughs> sure. Well, I, I do know Grinder has a uh, hobo codes now. Yes, that they write on in, it in the app. <laughs> yeah, this this uh, this guy has good vittles. Okay, that lets you know that yeah, you can like stay there. You get can some jump. Meal. You, you can, get can easily jump on a train from this guy's place. <laughs> yeah, you need uh, those deets. Yeah, uh, I had a great boot soup. Over Boot here, soup. <laughs> Josh isn't into hobo culture. Oh, <laughs> you're not hobo culture. Oh, and- you don't know anything about 1920s American hobo culture. <laughs> why'd you agree to come on the show? <laughs> I think it'll be good to go to a break now. And now that we know where Josh is at emotionally and romantically, we can help answer some questions, listener questions. Do you agree, Andy? Let's do it. All right, we'll be right back. Hello, friends. Andy and Naomi here from Couples Therapy to tell you about Casper Sleep Products. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies. I mean, come on, you spend one third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. And Casper has got you covered. They offer three types of mattresses, the Wave, the Essential, and the Hybrid. So you're getting all kinds of support, whatever you need. They also offer a wide array of other products like pillows and sheets so that the whole vibe is pleasant. Oh man, and it's delivered right to your door in a small, how do they do that size box? And there's free shipping and returns in the US and Canada. 
And if you're already feeling like, wow, this is easy, there's nothing to lose, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. So you get to try your mattress for 100 nights. Name another product you get to try for 100 days. Can't even think of it. So if you want to get $100 towards select mattresses, you can go to casper.com slash couples and use couples at checkout. Again, that's casper.com slash couples and use code couples at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. Gosh, we asked our listeners to send in questions, some very specific towards you. Mm-hmm. We asked them to ask romantic advice, friendship advice, mm-hmm. all manner of relationship advice. And uh, listeners, if you would like to, you can DM us on Twitter, DM us on Instagram, or call in and leave a voicemail, 323-524-7839. Now, a lot of people, we got so many DMs, so we'll just go with some, ugh. I opened up the phone and the first thing I saw was Dan Aykroyd from Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> He's got a dick his, as a nose. His, uh, an district. actual urethra. <laughs> of course, this is, look, let's be honest. This is the guy who's like, there has to be a ghost blow job in Ghostbusters. So. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This first one, I thought we'd start off with a, a little, uh, nothing too serious. This uh, this is a DM. This actually came to us anonymously to uh, Naomi's Instagram. Oh, <laughs> You can DM us on our personal ones, but it's better to do it at the show. Uh, Question for Josh and you. The Venn diagram of dogs my husband and I want to get is almost a perfect circle. The two outliers are the dogs that would make each of us happiest, but which the other person refuses to get. Me, Golden Retriever, Uber White, Land's End Catalog, etc., etc. I know him, Pitbull. So he wants the happiest he would be. Is a pit bull. Happy as she would be is golden retriever. Two he's. Oh, sorry. It's all right. You did not give you didn't, gender. No, I know. I didn't give you gender. I didn't give you gender. What do we do? Our default is to do nothing and pine for our dog true loves in <laughs> silence. So each each of these people want a different dog. But they're married. First of all, I don't think they understand how Venn diagrams work. <laughs> You can't have a Venn diagram that's a perfect circle. It would be an eight figure would be what they were looking for mm-hmm. in that. Uh, Go back to geometry. They want different dogs. They're going to love whatever dog they get. You know what I yeah, mean? That's true. So it's like whatever dog they get, they're going to love. So just like be the better partner and let the other guy get the dog. But obviously don't get the pit bull. <laughs> I think, though, but to me, both of them, a golden and a pit bull, they're both big dogs mm-hmm. with a lot of energy. It's like the same vibe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you just got to get a pit bull that knows its strength. Because they like, can be very sweet, but like also they're so strong. So you just need a pit bull that knows its strength. Get like a mixed breed. Just get like a big mixed breed dog. That's yeah. what you guys want. Whatever the dog is, you're going to love it. Let me throw this at you guys. Yeah. There's something deeper here too, right? Mm-hmm. When you have these kind of intractable decisions in a relationship, what is the best way to solve those problems? Right. One of them wants a golden retriever. One of them wants a pit bull. Right. Yeah. But, they're, you know, you're going to Naomi. Is there something in our relationship that you definitely want and that I definitely want? And I want the opposite. You want the opposite. Well, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. I feel like there are definitely things. But then the question is, how bad do you want it? You know what I mean? Like, it's like it doesn't, there's nothing where I'm like, if I don't have this, I'll be really unhappy and I'm going to swallow it to prove I'm a martyr of a partner. Like, it's like, what about you, though? I mean, you sure as shit wished I wasn't so messy. 
but you haven't really like. Do you mean messy emotionally, or do you mean messy <laughs> as in leaving piles of things? Around? Okay, the shade, bitch. <laughs> I guess it's both. <laughs> because truly, um, no. Uh, I'm just trying to like. Uh, I would say get the golden retriever. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Forget pit bulls. Pit bulls are fine. I, I get scared of. Uh, you know I love a pit bull. One you time, know I love a pit bull. One time, a friend's a friend's dog. They rescued it, uh, and it was uh, temperamental. Let's say uh, was uh, we were walking along, and I put my hand on my friend's shoulder, and the dog thought I was being aggressive, so it jumped at my throat. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Oh. <laughs> only um, by dint of a very strong hand on the leash from my friend's parent uh, did the dog not rip my throat out. It was like maybe an inch from my throat. Uh, oh, God. And, uh, was it a pit bull? It was pit bull adjacent, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Pit bull, pit perhaps a Rottweiler. Something like that, somewhere in the neighbor uh, neighborhood of like angry dog. I just feel like in this, like yeah, like everyone can love a golden retriever, and some people <laughs> have problems with pit bulls. So right, like right. the golden retriever just wins, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what they do about the fact that they can't agree. That bigger question in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would just get the dog I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, deal with it. This yeah. is our life now. Yeah. This is, <laughs> oh, there's a golden retriever here, so checkmate. Right. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's tackle something a little more. This uh, is a DM on Instagram from Cody. Hi, Andy and Naomi. Cody here. I've got a advice. I got a question for you that I'd like your advice on. Bit of background first. My boyfriend and I have been together about seven months now. Things are going really well. My friends all like him too, and he's meeting my mom at Christmas, which okay. is a big step to me. Okay. Things are good. Great, great. Now, he's big into some hobbies. He has a group of friends that he plays D&D with a couple times a week, 
and another group of friends that he films a show with that they created. Okay. It's a whole thing. Okay. Parentheses, in a good way. I'm glad he has hobbies that interest him. <laughs> End parentheses. My problem is that I tend to feel not prioritized very often and come in third next to D&D and filming. I think what would help me is finding some kind of hobby myself, but I am over here struggling to figure <laughs> out what. I've tried latching on to cooking and painting, two interests of mine, but they don't really do it for me in the way I'm looking for. What are your thoughts on the way I'm feeling, and do you have any advice or ideas for hobbies I could try? <laughs> I know it's hard asking that when you guys don't know me. Anything <laughs> you could offer would be great. By the way, love you guys. You two crack me up. Keep up the great work. And then when I replied and asked if they wanted to be anonymous, they replied again. Oh, my God. So cool to hear from you. That isn't uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's more I think you should know about me. <laughs> So far, he just wants us to list hobbies, right? (laughs) Pottery, (laughs) floristry, (laughs) bad watching. Uh, (laughs) Do you have hobbies? Do you have things like outside of, I found that that, that's the thing. Once you get here and you're like dipped in the business, Mm -hmm. like uh, Twix into a chalk, like the cookie The cookie into chocolate. Oh, I'm with you on it. Uh, (laughs) And you're surrounded by it that without a hobby, this psychopath that is the city is very destructive to your brain. <laughs> so you don't like LA. <laughs> do you have, so do you have hot, I, I don't really get hobbies. I never really, like I used to cook, but just cause I had to eat and <laughs> I like, like to see my friends. Honestly, the closest thing I have to a hobby is like online shopping, but also that's possibly an addiction. But I'll just sit there for hours and press the space bar on those websites and look at clothes wow. and then like, but I no, I don't. I have friends though. Yes, that's not a hobby. I feel like that's, that's what this guy needs, right? Well, that's what I'm. Yeah. Well, here well, yeah, let yeah, me let me, um, yeah, let me give you that. There's more. I think you should know about me. I struggled a lot at the beginning of the relationship with being extra super needy. Mm. I had to realize that neither of us should be the center of the other person's world. That's just not healthy or based in reality for me at this point. So being in this relationship was actually very anxiety inducing for me at first. Therapy's helped, but yeah, any advice you have for me as far as, quote, not putting all my eggs in one basket, unquote, so to speak. I need some damn hobbies, girl. Help. (laughs) He doesn't need a hobby. He just needs to, like, grow up. You don't own your partner and they need to have their own life. And like, um, I feel like this neediness, like whenever I've seen it in, in when I've like dated somebody and they've got really needy and they've been like wanting to sort of be like, why are you doing that? Or why are you going? Or am I going to see you again? And they get so worried that you're going to leave them. And then that, that neediness and that worry becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Actually, they get yeah. so worried that you're going to, go or like find something better than them that you do because they're like being a hassle. But I feel like he's acknowledged that and he didn't need me to be so mean about it. (laughs) Well, no, but I see this is what I would say though about the hobbies because when Cody's like cooking, painting, that's still solitary. So to me, you can find a hobby but make it a, a... hobby where you make friends. But I don't think that's what it's about. I think it's about him just being jealous that his boyfriend's not with him. Right? Think? It's not about him not having something to do that night. He's just like jealous that people are having fun with his boyfriend and he doesn't get to be involved in it. But it also, And that's like... But then it sounds like, okay, so if his boyfriend's doing this stuff and he's like, I'm not being prioritized in this stuff. And then he said, he's like, I tried to find stuff to do. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like, it shouldn't be hard to like something other than hanging out with your boyfriend. Like yeah. you gotta just like some other shit besides hanging out with that person. But I think it's also like, for instance, you and I are together all the fucking time. 
But our big thing we do when we're not around each other is like, we're with other people. It's not like I'm like, I'm gonna go take a walk now. It's always like, I'm gonna go have dinner with somebody. Or like, for me, that is the other thing. It's not a like, I'm gonna sit and paint because that's for me. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that does that because that is still me by myself with my brain. So, yeah, he, I think he needs to like find joy in the fact that his boyfriend has like somewhere else to go and enjoy <laughs> the break from the person as well. Like, it's nice that your partner's gone away for a bit and then you miss them and you come back and you get to see them again. It's like, that's like a nice experience. So he needs to like lean into the fact that like missing his boyfriend while he's out is nice and not like, I don't think it's about a hobby. I think it's about him being a bit, I think he said on the second message, he's like, uh, yeah. he's like jealous, right? He gets jealous of like, you can be jealous of not romantic things. You can be jealous yeah. of like your partner just having like bits of your life that you're not involved in. But yes. it also sounds extra like, super needy was the actual phrase. Yeah. But he yeah. also, but to me, it's also he doesn't have his own stuff. Cause, right? I think it's always good when your partner goes away. Mm-hmm. But it's, but Andy and I say, like, one of our, you know, mottos is, gotta miss a bitch. Okay. Mm-hmm. You gotta go away. I gotta forget your face. Come back with a story. But it sounds like <laughs> just the boyfriend is the one coming back with the story. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, no, you gotta get some stories to bring to the dinner table. Yeah. Okay. Because if he's out and then, and then he comes home and you're like, so what you do? <laughs> it's like, no, baby. No, baby. Start a band. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing I mean when I was in a band that was a thing that was well I mean my girlfriend was also in the band at some point well you do love to work with your lover <laughs> that's your thing so. but yes that's my own uh, <laughs> starting therapy again so we'll talk about that um, but what are like other things board game nights what are some things people well, could do to get out if Cody's into ex- exercise or outdoors I am not but a lot of that like exercise shit is like intramural basketball or like a kickball oh, team. Climbing. What about a climbing? Don't people like bouldering and people that kind of stuff? And you need a partner so you don't die. So you automatically make a friend. We tried We tried bouldering once. It was It was an experience. I have no strength. Yeah, so pulling my body up was very difficult. Yeah, okay, just do bouldering. <laughs> Fine. Well, you guys have solved it. Uh, hiking. Um... Brewing. I wonder if he's go, like go get some friends together and start a bre- start brewing your own uh, <laughs> beers. Ew! I just feel mm. like I, you see these people. And I have all these friends that do this pattern of behavior where they like get a boyfriend and then all they care about is their boyfriend yeah. and then they like disconnect with their friends mm-hmm. and they disconnect with what they were doing beforehand and then when their boyfriend like wants space or whatever they freak out and then that becomes an issue in the relationship and then the person gets so scared that they're going to get broken up with because they've like dissolved the rest of their life and I feel yeah. like that's what I hear from this guy well, Yeah, he's doing that and it's like you need to yeah he's right he needs to find something to do I don't know if it's bouldering <laughs> but just like what did he do before he was with this boy he must have had a life what was that life bring whatever that was back okay okay if josh could drop the mic he would yeah. bring whatever that was back <laughs> and then just be done with i mean doing? it's true yeah, yeah sure. it's tough love but it's a good yeah yeah no it's definitely Am I too true. mean on the advice no <laughs> not at no, all I think, no, yeah. no 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 i'm here for ayanla oprah tough love yeah, yeah. bringing some of my own baggage <laughs> to this needy like, boy well, wait can i ask was that were you ever like did you lose yourself in a relationship and then and like disconnect from your friends yourself or not? No, no you've always been kind of like assured of who you are. How? It's like very important to me that yeah. my boyfriend is someone who can come out and hang out with my friends or not. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Who yeah. will like right. fit in or will stay home or not. Yeah. And right. I'm very like, um, very like, like you do not control me and I do not control you and we are living our lives like in all aspects. So mm-hmm. 
Like, I've never had that before. I've had that in, like, short-term relationships. So people have, like, I've been starting to date someone and they've, like, started doing that and been like, where are you going? And I've just, like, obviously cut them out because yeah. it's, like, you I don't find it sexy. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I have a hard time. It was interesting because I was always the girl who, like, I would have my crushes and be, like, into people. But, of course, then they weren't into me back. But then when I was in an actual relationship, like, I know with us, right? Because, like, we both did comedy stuff. And I remember being very, like, go hang out with your people. Or even now, like, when your old friends will come to town. And it's like, I'm, you're like, do you want to come to dinner? I go, absolutely not. <laughs> to me, it's so important to, like, have your separate people. I need mm-hmm. somebody to talk about you, too. I really liked <laughs> when you said, come back with a story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you have to. Because if you're, if Naomi and I are sitting at dinner and we're just staring at each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, we hung out all day yeah. together. We have nothing to say. That's just yeah. like uh, the. I was gonna say in my mind we're like dig. We're both digging uh, the grave of our love. <laughs> okay, well, how do you feel about that? Accurate. You gotta it's go to that fucking store. If you come at me and you ain't got nothing, mm-hmm. yeah. How long can that last? How yeah. much of our love blossoms when we've spent the day apart and we come back excited to tell each other about what's going on? I remember the best, like in New York, when we would have a moment where, for instance, we had, we would sometimes if we ran into each other on the train, like we were both on the sea going home, obviously we'd say, and it, seeing Andy on the train was like the most excited, the exciting <laughs> thing to me because I'm like, oh my god, where are you? Yeah, what are you up to? Fancy That's so nice, me isn't and it? You in the world. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. you need that. So, Cody, you got to bump into this bitch, okay? You got to be out living, and then you bump into him wearing his D&D outfit somewhere. I'm and be glad like, that hey, he's, like, acknowledged that he's, like, being too needy. I'm <laughs> glad that he realizes. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, you just, you, that's like, yeah. First step, mm-hmm. knowing, and then it's like, okay, now disconnect. Now disconnect. Do you want to take a break, and then we'll come back and answer two more questions? Sure. All right, we'll be right back. Hello, friends. Andy and Naomi from Couples Therapy here to talk to you about HelloFresh. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality, regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. It is so great. HelloFresh will help you break out of your dinner rut. They have over 20 seasonal chef-curated recipes each week. Mm, mm, mm. There's something for everyone, from family recipes to calorie-smart and vegetarian, which I love personally, as a vegetarian, uh, and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Kraft Burgers. Naomi, I got to tell you, I don't know if you remember this, when we had a butternut squash ravioli and a cream sauce with peppers. Oh my God, it was so good. It blew my freaking mind. We like literally had a magical evening as a result of that HelloFresh meal. So you guys, you should give it a try because that can happen for you. The thing that's cool about HelloFresh is that it is flexible. You can change your delivery days, food preferences, and easily skip a week whenever you need to. So... Honestly, it can't hurt to try. Get nine free meals with HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com slash Therapy9 and using the code Therapy9. That's the number nine. Again, that is HelloFresh.com slash Therapy9 and use code Therapy9 to get nine free meals. And we're right back. We're right back with Josh Thomas, who is... Not here to play with you hoes. Okay, he gonna tell our, you what you need to know, even if you don't want to know it. Josh, can you read? Can you read our nervous energy? I don't know if uh, through your people it was passed to you how much we love. Please like me. I don't now, think, like, I haven't thought you said nervous. Are no. you okay? I'm just. I just want. I because like I'm. Uh, uh, feel, like there's like. I'm not to put you on the spot. <laughs> there's a hand. There's a hand, look, and you don't know who we are. That. So you don't know whether this is high praise or not, but there are just a handful of people whose uh, the things they've created have touched our hearts. So 
And well, that's nice. Yeah. Did you guys watch it together? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It was yeah. one of our couple shows. And it was oh, very um, I like being someone's couple show. Oh, you have no idea. That's good. And like it's just interesting. Well, it's also that thing too when you uh, watch a show that has so many autobiographical elements, right? But then I have to remember that you and I have never met. Do you know what I mean? And like, so, like, and I'm sure that happens, right? Like, where yeah. you're like, I'm like, uh huh, tell me more about something. And it's like, oh wait, you don't know me. And so I think it's like, I know I'm doing that dance in my head, the calibration of like, don't tell him facts about himself. He was there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be like, okay, fresh, um, keep it fresh. But um, yeah, no, no, no. I'm we are very successful. So like, you know what I mean? Like we're equals. Great. <laughs> Far along, <laughs> Josh's last fucking interview. <laughs> That's the best part. No, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I need to like make you guys feel better. No, 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 no. This is not. We are not giving you emotional labor to do. <laughs> I am just explaining where our hearts are coming from. The British, ele- the UK election <laughs> is causing me. Hope and despair at the same time. Oh my god! I'm worried I was too mean to Cody. I'm gonna be real <laughs> sweet to this no, next one. No, don't worry, don't worry. And uh, yes, so uh, this is another uh, DM from Instagram. Uh, needing advice. I've been in a relationship for eight years. Oh, I'm 22 oh. and will be 23 in December. Jesus Christ! That's the yes. Since they high, were 14, high school sweethearts, blah blah, all that cute shit. Whew. We have decided we need to learn ourselves as adults outside of the relationship. Yes. We have more of a codependency and comfort than anything else. I'm not interested in being with other people, and I don't think he is either, but life happens and who knows. Mm-hmm. My question here is, after we move out and officially split, is there any point in carrying a friendship? At the end of the day, we are best friends. We have so much love for each other. It's crazy, but I struggle with the friendship. I have a feeling we will still have sex and do dinners and spend the night. <laughs> so are we really to eight years? We still want to have sex? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. <laughs> so are we really taking that time apart to learn ourselves if we are continuing a friendship? Eight years, fourteen. That's 14. the, yeah, the that's the difficult is the issue. It's like, is the issue. That's a sad one, that message. That's <laughs> sad. That's 14 just a, to 22. They're going to have a year of like, ah, oh, just an agonizing heartbreak. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. It's going yeah. to be hard. That's hard. It's going to be hard, but I think, though, it's good that we were saying it's going to be hard, but mm-hmm. that does not mean it shouldn't be done. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, think about it. You have never dated anyone else. You have never communicated your needs as a human to anyone mm-hmm. else. It's going to be a growing pain learning curve. But I do think it's vital. And in, when it's, and then, you know, when they say, like, keep a friendship or not keep a friendship, but it's 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 what we all laughed at. It's like, well, is it a friendship or is it you guys having sex and spending the night mm-hmm. and being in a relationship in two different apartments? That's what, right? Well, have you ever broken up with someone and then you can... I had a girlfriend that we dated for two and a half years, maybe. And then we broke up and we were continuing to do certain things together. <laughs> you can say sex. Uh, I know. I am just... Uh, <laughs> Why'd you get just so shy just then? Because I'm a repressed American. <laughs> Very repressed about Super repressed about discussing these things the in public. The body. That's ridiculous. Um, well, this is embarrassing. Um, to, to, I'm looking at the desk and to hear the laughter... From everyone else in the room directed at me. Because the dicks and vaginas? <laughs> you were shy on them with the dicks and the vaginas. 
okay. It doesn't have to just. It, there's a plethora of sexual <laughs> things on the menu. Pause, <laughs> Andy. It's okay. Anyway, the point is. There was like it was difficult to that was after two and a half years it was difficult to uh, unentangle yeah um, disentangle the yeah. heart and sex strings from <laughs> each other so after eight eight since fourteen since yeah that's the, the problem since the dawn of puberty for exactly. these two exactly like they're, they're each other's puberty that's, that's why they're still no, having sex after eight years because it's helping. puberty that's no yeah because that's still so yeah, yeah they're no still helping young. these two yeah there is no. Good way that this year comes out. It's like they're still in love. Of course, they have to break up. You can't stay with that person. But you're breaking up with someone that you're in love with. Of course, they're going to want to see each other all the time. They're going to think they can be friends. Maybe they'll have sex or not. Then they're going to get really hot feelings about something. I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> they don't know what it's going to be yet, but they're going to have some fight because one person didn't do this or didn't do that. But like the point of the fight, actually, what everyone's trying to say is, I miss you, but it's going to be about like, why didn't you, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And then no matter what they do, it's going to be shit <laughs> for the next year. <sighs> I, there's no advice. There's yeah. no good track. It's just like... So you're saying rip the Band-Aid off and just... Get it. And don't start, be friends. Start that year. Start start the, your hell year. I'm saying do whatever you feel like doing either way. It's going to be, <laughs> you've hit the pain threshold at its peak. So it doesn't matter what you do. You may as well just like, huh. I don't think you can help. I mean, I would, I would like, as like a, like an adult who's like gone through things like this, look back and think <laughs> always the most sensible thing to do is to take a clean break and not chat to each other for like, Maybe three months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, like, you just can't let those emotions settle down. But as like a human being out in the wild, I sort of think like, yeah, see them like a couple of weeks later and have sex again, and then <laughs> have like the emotional fight, and then leave, and then come back together. Like that seems quite good too. But I mean, I just think, I think there's no helping these two. It's a really sad story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is like what I had to do with that girlfriend was yeah. eventually just like, oh, we have. I not say it, but just stop it. Mm -hmm. Stop the hooking up. Well, I at think, some point, I think no. I think is what you said though, because I've had I had a relationship that was like it, it wasn't very long, but it was like you know all that intense and tumultuous, and when we broke up, a friend said she was like, "Do not talk to him for two months, mm. and then after you take that time, then see if you actually want to be their friend, right?" Because yeah. this idea of oh we want to be friends, it's only because like that's the person you know. Mm -hmm. See how you feel after three months, you might be like, "I don't miss him." <laughs> You'll be like, "I'm okay." <laughs> so it's like see where you're at when you kind of cut off that person, like go cold turkey. You know what I mean? You have huh. to detox. You have to detox. Mm. Okay, you you are in. Rehab, you are cut off, do your 90 days, get clean for 90 days, and then see where you're Come at. Back. Come back. So I mean, I still think no matter what, <laughs> they're going to have a bad I'm year. trying <laughs> to give a silver lining of so I think it's better for them both to look at each other and accept, like, over the, in the course of the next year, we're going to hate each other for a bit and want to be friends for a bit and be in love for a bit, and it's going to be terrible. And, like, just realize that on the get-go. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then try and be like a bit grown up about it mm -hmm. and a bit chic. Yeah. <laughs> try and be a bit chic and not always just give the person every feeling. Oh, yeah, yeah, not give the, the person, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're not, they're no longer responsible for each other. Yeah, find a yeah. friend to talk to about how yeah. you feel about the relationship and not each other all the time. Yeah, 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 definitely. But also. I have to write down try and be chic. Try and be chic. It's like literally <laughs> motto mantra life. <laughs> try and be chic. <laughs> Are we turning into mystics here? <laughs> no. Okay. 
We're not uh, telling her ass to hold a crystal. We're saying <laughs> step away. I'm saying detox. Here's one I, I wanted to get to because it's specifically for you, Josh. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> hi, Josh, Naomi, and Andy. Hello. Uh, I love Please Like Me and couples therapy so much. I Thank know. you. So, well, compliments all around. Coming together. Josh, I read it took several years. No, here's, here's the thing. We don't usually talk yeah. about people, like, what, what people are working on, that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. here. But I read it took several years from idea conception to getting Please Like Me on TV. Mm-hmm. How do you deal – here's the emotional part. Yeah. How do you deal with the disappointments and waiting that can come with getting a show on air? This comes to us from uh, Lavinia on oh. Twitter. I mean, I it the the seven years. I mean, this is weird, but it, it never was disappointing. It always was just like a very slow process of them being like, now this next bit, now this next bit, now this next bit. There was like one setback where like one funding body said my scripts weren't ready and wouldn't give us money. It's so boring, <laughs> and then we got the money. So like, but it just like took a while. And I was like in my early twenties, so I just was like, honestly, it wasn't. I just I don't know. To, I don't know what to tell her. Like I just yeah. wasn't that like. Uh, I just did you, did you stay excited about it the whole time? Because I find just with any creative endeavor, anything you know, when you have like you're excited about an idea to start, mm-hmm. and then over time you're like, what am I even doing? Yeah, I often you, get frustrated that I you never get that moment where you're like, hey, you got the thing, and like the balloons fall because it's always like um, we think you might, we think this might happen, and it's looking like this might happen, <laughs> and oh, that's just a bit of a setback. So now you got to wait for that setback, and then like, okay, I think they're gonna make the announcement tomorrow. And then they make the announcement, and by the time you get there, you sort of. You don't get that like moment of like uh, joy. I don't know. That makes no sense. I've really got nothing to say about this question. <laughs> well, here, here's Naomi. How how long after we sold a show last year? Yeah. How long after that were you no longer excited about it? And this is like something like that. Like in the vein of Please Like Me was like autobiographical to us. I mean, it's really, it's really hard. I think one of my things I show, I struggle with maintaining excitement in general. Mm-hmm. Like I'm kind of a pessimist and nothing is really like, it, it has to be so tangible for me to be excited. Cause then it's like, this is the thing that exists mm-hmm. as opposed to like a signed contract. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel that like, I don't, I don't know. So I think for me, again, it's, cause it's nice. It doesn't happen until it happens. I don't really let myself get excited. You know what I mean? Like I kind of, I keep a low grade like, okay, cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool. You know, but I don't really Yeah, I'm the same. Up. Yeah, I don't like, uh, I'm like, oh, maybe we're going to do this thing and we'll see. And like, I hope so. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't work out. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, how long have you been doing it? I mean, just. For what, real? The project yeah. or the show process? Business, yeah. Show oh, business. Uh, 2013 for me, about the same time for you? Yeah. I've been doing stand up since 2008. So I've been for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. I said I was 17. So, like, you just, like, yeah. you just get rejected a lot, right? Yeah. And uh, it's fine, actually. And a lot of the times you get rejected from stuff and then you find something better. And you're like, fuck, I'm so glad I didn't do that yeah, yeah, yeah. baking show. Because <laughs> now I have my own, like, scripted series. Um, so you just sort of, I just try and feel a bit sort of zen about it. Yeah. Not to get too mystic. But how I, I'm curious. I know I know Andy hates when I talk businessy stuff, but I'm curious how you felt about the process bringing it from instance doing Please Like Me in Australia versus um, everything's going to be okay here. Has <laughs> it like fucked with you? Do you like it more? Is it like because every, everybody leave me alone in LA? You know, like, I don't know, right? Like do you like versus I don't know because it does change. Well, the is game. it like is it close? Is Australia closer to the British model where kind of like you kind of get to do what you want? 
versus here where there's like 10 layers of people to go through? Here there's a lot of people. Like the first time I was doing my first outline notes call, I, yeah. there were 17 people listening in. Uh-huh. And we don't like have 17 people in the whole country of Australia. <laughs> like that just would never happen. Yeah. But they were really like... um. They really wanted to let me do whatever I wanted, but there was mm-hmm. just like a lot more conversations about it. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot more like rules here, and there's like yeah. a lot more people, and you can't like like on Please Light Me. Sometimes we would do like a day where the crew brings their dogs to set, <laughs> and then we'd go to the dog park, and the crews would like throw the balls in the background with like their own dogs. Yeah. Like, and you can't do that here. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't. There's guilt, and you like get sued. So like like it was like there's like a difference in the yeah. kind of. Like, it felt a bit more, like, kind of handmade and a bit sort of... Like, on the scripts in Australia, we would write them, and then Tom and Liz, who who wrote with me, they would just pick which scripts they wanted a credit on. <laughs> and then, oh, and then wow. They would get the credit. Yeah. Um, so it's like, like that's a different... That's yeah. culturally different. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing. It's like a camera yeah. and a face and some dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Also, in, I'm... We're doing in studio here, which and please like was on oh, location, yeah, which yeah. for me was like the biggest shift because yeah. you walk into a studio, it's just like a big black box, yeah, mm-hmm. and you have to put like every single thing in. Whereas please like me, that you know there was a house there to begin with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think starting so young? Do you think like you're you were able to tune your emotions? Uh, like you have a healthier outlook towards this stuff because you had started younger. Whereas I started doing this stuff in my 30s. And so it's all like I feel like a basket case sometimes. Or it could so, be the opposite. It could have made you like if you only grow up in the business, you can become fucking <laughs> mentally ill. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> like which one? Good or bad? I feel like I've come out of it okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, uh, I mean, I've definitely had times so where I was crazy. Like I quit stand up six years ago because it was oh, making okay. me crazy. Um, and I just went back to it. And I don't know. It's a, I had. Uh, <laughs> am I crazy? It's a really good question, guys. Crazy? Let's unpack that. No, do I don't. Feel, At the moment, I feel, feel very like um, feel, yeah. I got a job that I'm used to doing, and I go to work, and I like do my job, mm-hmm. and um, I don't like feel too nervous about audiences or what they think. Mm-hmm. I've like dealt with people hating stuff, and I've dealt with people liking stuff, and it, it's fine. Yeah, actually, That's and good. getting to a point. The other thing is, well, uh, you know, when you when you start out. I used to be, like, so desperate. Like, when you start out, you're, like, just trying to survive. When I'm talking about Sam, I'm talking about, like, the first, like, five years. Yeah. You're just trying to survive, and you're just trying to, like, find an audience, and you're, like, taking any gig and doing anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, now that I've been doing it for a while, I feel more like um, I want an audience that I like. Yeah. You, like, I'm, like, I spend a lot of time, actually, with my audience. So I just make things that, or, like, do things and talk about things the way I want, and I don't really worry too much about how it's going to be received. Because yeah. if people don't like it, I don't actually, like, want them there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, like, made me feel a lot more chill. And at the moment, I don't feel crazy. But check back in in six months. We'll see how the <laughs> show... I mean, I wrote a show launching on Jan 16th, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I feel yeah. like maybe we'll see how that goes. Maybe I'll actually, my attitude of, like, not really caring if people like it or not, <laughs> and me just, like, doing it for me might um, really shift. <laughs> <laughs> In like November and back out there pitching a new show, then yeah, maybe I'll have a less okay. zen attitude. So, guys, we're gonna be checking back in. So, this episode, a month from this, when you are listening to this, we're checking yeah. back in with Josh. I mean, we've all watched, we will have all watched the first episode by then, and we can like really come together as a community and yeah. talk about where it's at culturally and where you're at emotionally. And see if I'm still like feeling healthy. <laughs> Just, we need someone to be at your house to give you compliments. Yeah. That's all you need right to now. To answer the person's original question, which I think is what we're talking about, is how does you deal with rejection, is I just decide the person rejecting me doesn't matter. 
And that's like that doesn't help me. That doesn't help me. I have a, I have too healthy an ego, and I'm too I'm like this fucking idiot. How do they, how dare they? So and even then, if they don't matter, you still are like they should like they should like you even if you don't like them. That I still. Yes. No, but they, they don't matter. And it makes me angry then that they have power over me and they, yeah. they have the ability to. So that's that's where my- that, Well, it, have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that life. Oh, boy. Like I Josh said, Thomas brings you the real, bitch. That you? Yeah. yeah, brings you the real. I don't- If I get a band with you, I read it and I'm like, oh, yeah, this show wasn't for you. I'm not uh, like, yes. just because you wrote for a paper doesn't mean that, like, uh, it means anything. I'm like, that's fine. You're not the person for this show. Um, so, like. But you have to have healthy self-esteem to start stand-up at 17. Like, well, I so, think it's the opposite. Someone I told you. Did somebody t- now. Really? You have to be a stupid 17-year-old, you know? It's like some 17-year-olds drive their cars too fast <laughs> and, like, crash into trees. I just was like, oh, yeah, I'll go on stage and do the show. <laughs> I'll just go and do the show. Okay, that was your reckless driving. Yeah, I just was stupid. There's no way I would have started another yeah. another time yeah. in my life. But like, did you grow up in a household that was like, you're enough? You know what I mean? Like, just naturally. <laughs> like, when you were six, someone said you were enough. No, okay. I wouldn't say that. I think my parents would be pretty offended. I mean, <laughs> I uh, I sent my parents the, the, the episodes of my new show maybe two months ago. I sent them six episodes, yeah. and neither of them watched it. And then, like, oh, like, a week ago, I said, by the way, um, <laughs> I've put four more episodes up on that same link. Here's a lock-in again. I know you didn't watch it in the first place, but um, there are more episodes if you decide you want to. And Dad, he replied, he said, I did watch it. I just watched it out of order. That's the end of the conversation. Right. Like, didn't uh, tell you his thoughts on it. Watched it and thought, that's it, Who man. knows? We don't know what he thought. And, but they, like, uh, they really panic. Like, please like me before I went to air. They really, like, they were just so panicked. Because, like, my mom's favorite show is, like, Lucifer. And my dad's <laughs> favorite show is, like, Two and a Half Men, you know? And, like, so they see this show and they're like, oh, boy. And they, like... I can like see them like setting money aside for like my for me to like like move back in with them or something. Once my dad suggested that I um join the army reserve part time no. in between my TV commitments is when I was twenty. Oh my I was, like, god! I know. I sat him down. I said, "Dad, I earn more money than you," uh, and then he didn't suggest it again. But um, so they like I think they're like they just panic too much before it yeah. goes to air. So they like. They'll look to the response. They're not the same as me. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, they're always like, um, you know, Australians, they don't like it when you're like confident. <laughs> Is it tall poppy syndrome? Yeah, they don't like that. So uh-huh. like if I if they like ask me how the show's going and I'm like, yeah, I love the show. I think it's going to be like good. And, you know, they're putting the networks, investing a lot into it. And yada, yada, yada. They, you can just see them all be like, oh, he's really cha- He's gone. He's gone all Hollywood. <laughs> it's, it's all gone to his head. They're like that. You need a catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> We, you need your own bazinga. Why didn't Please Like Me have a bazinga? <laughs> bazinga. Yeah. But they're very, like, uh, I don't want to talk bad about them. They're very, like, supportive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just not the way they see being supportive. They see, oh, like, okay. making sure he doesn't get a big head is, like, the way to, like, treat me. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like they've been that way forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. TL in your TL. Tough love. In your timeline. Okay, <laughs> sister. That's Josh. <laughs> I just want Coming to- through with the tough love. I know. Well, that's how he was with our advice questions. You don't want them to get a big head. Was I too rough to them? <laughs> no. I told them. Like, All right, you're tough love. <laughs> tough love is how you show it. Well, hey, isn't that if someone's like looking for advice, don't they want like clear? Did I do it bad? Am no, I going to get no, letters? No, God, no, 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 no. Am I going to get canceled? Josh, 
thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, uh, yes. Sorry. I was starting to get heartfelt, and then I'm like, I know. Uh oh. Uh oh. What and does that alarm mean? Uh, that put money in the meter. Meter. The car. I started. But, to, I started to get heartfelt, and then my I got choked up. And uh, yeah. but uh, no, it means a lot to us. So uh, we really appreciate you coming hey, thanks over. Thanks for having me. Talk to us. I'm sorry that I was mean to your people. No, that wrote that no, question. no, no, not at all. I hope this can be the beginning of us. <laughs> um, and truly appreciating you living for January 16th. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.